This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. challenged and charged his son Solomon in 1 Kings 2, the second chapter, the second and the third verse. He said this, what God tells you, do what God tells you. Walk in the paths he shows you. Follow the life map absolutely. Keep an eye out for the signpost. His course for life set out in the revelation to Moses or set out in his word. Then you'll get on well in whatever you do and wherever you go. So in following the Lord Jesus as his disciples today, any disciples in the house, you're serious about following the Lord's will for our lives. In 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 sitting at the feet of the master in the picture from the scriptures of Matthew the ninth chapter we see Jesus he challenges us to change he challenges you he challenges me challenges everyone to change and in the instant when he called Matthew when he went outside of the box is it all right if God goes outside of our norms If he is all right, if God does it differently than he did it before, because he is a creative God. He is absolutely true to himself, but you know, you and I are subject to the change. You and I are are going to spend eternity, God, unfolding the manifold wisdom of of his will and his way. And every time we'll go, oh, that's different. He's a creative God, unlimited, limitless in the newness that he's going to bring. Everyone say new. He he challenges us to change, and in an instant, remember this, he initiated us into a transition, and he prods us into then a process of change. But transitions can be in an instant, and boy, don't we know that here in this house, that that God will cause an event, initiate an instance where he changes things. But then we have to enter into a process. God is a God of process. And it's not by chance or circumstance, but aren't you glad that he chose us? He chose you. He chose me. And he chose to include us that we would watch and see what he's doing, what he does. Our text today is in Luke, the fifth chapter, 37 through 39. I'm going to read out of the Passion Bible. It's all right to be scriptural. You have to have some scripture. So we're going to read some scriptures today. Jesus is speaking, and he's culminating this teaching that uh, in a moment when he called Matthew, it really was different, and there were different attitudes and opinions and all of that, but Jesus still brought change. So he is culminating in 
because he wants us to know. He, he's culminating this teaching with these final verses of Scripture in the fifth chapter of Luke. And he says this, And who pours new wine into an old wineskin? If someone did, the old wineskins would burst, and the new wine would be lost. New wine must always, everyone say always, be poured into new wineskins. Yet you say the old ways are better, and you refuse to even taste the new that I bring. Now this is, in addition, that last statement, uh, is in addition to what Matthew revealed. Mark also uh, had recorded this. Uh, three different men heard the same message. You know, we can all hear the same message, yet God emphasized something different to each one of us. And so today we're going to, uh, we're going to deal with the experiencing the change. I want to I declare this to you and... Are we to declare some things? You and I have been created in the image of God and in His likeness in that you have been afforded uh, the free will to choose, but also you have been authorized and He's given you the ability as a speaking spirit to speak to things under His authority. But he is, he, in Psalms 115, He says, you created the heavens and the earth, but the earth you gave to man. And what you say in the earth has great authority. What you say about it, not just what God says about it, but until we're in agreement and alignment with God and declaring the thing, are you hearing? Your word has the final say-so. God's going to act on that word or the other one will act on that word. For the power of life and death is in your tongue. See, before there was a world, there was a word. Before there was a work, there was a word. Before there can be a, a harvest, there is a seed. And God, we're going to get way down on up into this. I'm really excited about it, but we can't take time today but uh, you know the master parable there he gave us word seeds words are seeds words create words carry the creative power of God God's words that's why we why we need to come and hear the word that's why we need to put our nose in the book to hear what he will say and see what he will show us he don't just tell us, he'll show us. And as sure as if, if we got the seed and it finds good soil, there'll be a harvest. That's why we can say, it's done. I can hold a package of watermelon seed and get, are you listening, and declare, well, a hundred days from now, you come over because we're going to have watermelon. You got any watermelon now? Yes. Here it is. You go, well, that ain't nothing but a pack of seeds. Exactly. Because everything comes from a seed. Don't make me get way over here. We got to go. I can't take all day because you don't have all day. But, you know, oh, my, 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 my. There is a new thing that he brings. Didn't he say that? He said, you, you, you got to taste. You got to be willing to taste the new thing that I bring. Say, Jesus is bringing a new thing. 
2 Corinthians. Let me uh, go over here because there is a new wine. It's new wine time. Remember the words, the root words there, the oinos and the melos are new parts of the body, uh, new members, a new vintage, a new harvest, and it's going to be different. 2 Corinthians, fairly familiar scripture. You know, sometimes we let things get so familiar that we think we know it, but we really haven't. There's more to know. So in 2 Corinthians, the uh, fifth chapter, and I want to read from the 16th verse, it says, So then, from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one. But no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold... Everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself, and then he's given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. Say it's a new thing. New faces. New parts. New, new members. He called it new wine. Are we ready to receive the new? He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, the, the thing that happens, though, remember Jesus talked about new wine and old wineskins. So, you know, he's, God's not a throwaway God. He doesn't use you up and then throw you away. Every, there are times where we need to be renewed for the new that God is bringing. And we need to be careful that we don't, having tasted the old, refuse to taste the new because we say the old is better. You know, I'm looking at some folks that I wouldn't call you old, I would call you mature. Well, look at the white-haired calling the white hairs white. It's a glory. Amen. Well... <laughs> It's a glory to the keeping power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and God chose to bring the new wine and include the old wineskins. Both are necessary. He said, I don't want... The, the, the deal is to not anything or anyone be lost. Be left out. But I've got to somehow bring the new into the old. And the thing of the... The natural process for our understanding about old wineskins is that the physical process of renewing an old wineskin is once a wineskin has been emptied of all the old wine, it becomes dry and hard and brittle. The wineskin needs to be submerged in water for a period of time. Then it is oiled. It has oil poured onto it, and then the oil is massaged into the leather to renew it and make it pliable again. Now in Titus, I want to uh, call our attention to Titus, the third chapter. I'm going to read out the Passion Bible. And this is from the fourth 
uh, through the 8th verse, and it simply says this, When the extraordinary compassion of God our Savior and His overpowering love suddenly appeared in person, as the brightness of a dawning day, He came to save us, not because of any virtuous deed that we have done, but only because of His extravagant mercy, He saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of rebirth. We are made completely new by the Holy Spirit, whom he splashed over us richly by Jesus, the Messiah, our life giver. So as a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, innocent before his face, aren't you glad that he made you faultless and innocent before his face? And all these new different members and parts will be considered not after our human understanding or seeing them just with outward appearance but we understand when they come to Jesus and he sends them to us that they also are faultless and innocent forgiven and freed says we can now become heirs of all things all because of an overflowing hope of eternal life oh I want some people for my life I, I want the inheritance are you listening and then interesting Psalms he said ask me for the heathen nations before you ask me for all the stuff to take care of them ask me for the people I'll give you every possession that you need to take care of the family. In the Voice Bible, it says, He brought us out of our old ways of living to a new beginning through the washing of regeneration and has made us completely new through the Holy Spirit who was poured out through Jesus, the anointed, our Savior. The Message Bible says it this way. He gave us a good bath, and we came out of it, new people, washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit. It says this also. Once the wine of the last season has been poured out, there's... There's an entering into a new season of transition. Entering into a season of renewal, the process of renewal in a time of renewal. Haven't we kind of been through uh, a season of the emptying out of the church? Of the emptying out even uh, of the... Uh, of uh, Some people have re really have have let go of their faith let go of their of their passion let go of the purpose of God and God has gone from being the center and he's over here on the periphery In this new season, the first thing that we have to do is to accept that God is wanting to bring change. And we're choosing to let go of the old. That's the first step. The second necessity in this process is that we need to be submerged in the water of the Word. 
Ahsoka afresh in the Word of God. And it's not just going over old information. But we're seeking God for revelation. That God's not no longer just satisfied that God would tell us a thing and we would wish for it. Tell us a thing and we would be satisfied that we're doctrinally correct. Not just hear a word, but are seeking God for the revelation of the, how that finds application in our life. Because until the information becomes a revelation, if we're satisfied with just, you know, information, Jesus told the fo folks, and he said this uh, to his disciples when they uh, questioned him privately. He said, why do you tell all these stories? Why is everything in a, cloaked in a, in a parable? And he said, he said, it's, it's to create a readiness. And people that are not ready, they've stopped their ears, they've screwed their eyes shut, their hearts are fat, they're satisfied, self-satisfied, self-righteous, and think that they got it all together. He said, but blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your ears. Because it's been given to you the secrets of the kingdom of God. God does not, you're not satisfied with just information. They pressed him privately. What does this mean? How does this work? Who does this apply to? I'm so glad to, you know, I know there are a lot of folks in church, millions of people even in church, more, many more millions that are not in church, but there are many millions of people in church today that are listening for their friend. Oh, I wish they'd been here to hear it. They really need that. They're listening for their mate. Oh, sh I hope, Lord, Shama Shama, that she's hearing what you're saying because she needs to change. No, but it remains just information. If you'll be satisfied with being a hearer only and only at this deep, that there's no pressing further to say, God, please show me what you're telling me. I, I, I need you to reveal to me. Show me. I need the Holy Spirit to show me. Not just tell me. I hear what you're telling me, but you sent the Holy Ghost to show me, to reveal. And in that revelation... Like he told Joshua, he said, you need to look into this, and you need to keep looking at it. You need to mull it over. You need to think about it. You need to pray about it until you see how to do it. And when you see how it applies in your life, you will make your way successful. You'll have good success. You'll deal wisely in all the affairs of, the of this life. Joshua, don't just let it be information. Don't just be a churchgoer and a pew sitter and a sermon hearer. Joshua, I want you to look. Look again. Keep looking until you see the application of it. Till it's revealed to you. And you see the application. This is what I need to do. This is what needs to be done. This is what God's doing. And I'm going to tell you what. The result is a transformation. Number three. God will begin to pour oil over you. A fresh anointing will be released over you. 
a new awareness of his presence. Dear God in heaven, I'll tell you I like the way that God puts stuff together. Every song today, every lyric, every line. No wonder God sat down on it. He knew where he was going with it. Isn't that right? Aren't you, don't you want a new awareness of his presence? Oh, I love to feel God in church. Oh, honey, I love to feel God while I'm in the field, while I'm driving my old truck, when the dogs are hungry, when the... Uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? When I'm high-stepping it through the green grass, declaring God's going to make it all grow because you're a God of increase. Oh, I need to feel Him in the morning. I need to feel Him in the noontime. I want Him all day long, every day, strong. I want to be more aware that everywhere I look, I see God. Everywhere I look, I see the blessing of God. Everywhere I look, I see what God is doing. And He's a God of increase. And He's doing something brand new. Oh, I... Thank you, Lord, for releasing an increase of awareness of who you are, what you're doing, what you have. It is a fresh and a greater revelation and understanding of what he is doing in and then through you. Number four, soon after pouring over you and I the oil, he begins to massage into us gently, sometimes not so gently. He stretches us. He stretches us. He molds us. He makes us into a new shape. Hmm? <laughs> I preach myself happy. Now I tell you what, I could fall down on the floor and lay here all day. Y'all come back next Sunday, I might still be here. Why you say stuff like that? Ah, oh, I love his presence. I love the work. I believe I'm God's workmanship. I thank you. I'm not like I used to be. He's done something in this new creation. I thank you that when the devil brings up my past, God starts talking about who I really am and my present. And not only that, he sets a future in front of me. He said, I'm going to use you. I'm going to live with you. I'm going to do life together with you. I'm going to kiss you every morning. I'm going to lay you down at night. I'm going to invade your dreams. Somebody help me up in this house today I'm on <laughs> I will bless you I will I will if you want to God's saying I really want to quit trying to work God up God's already worked up over you I mean he has worked up a plan and worked it all out it's already done and piece by piece day by day little by little step by step doing life together with God he is going to wow you So soon after pouring over, he starts massaging gently and sometimes not so gently. He stretches us into a new shape. He molds us. And that process is all about getting us into this new place, this new position and condition where we're ready to believe and receive his new for our lives. Aren't you glad? Isaiah 43, 18, 19, in experiencing the change, the Passion Bible says, Stop dwelling on the past. 
don't even remember these former things. I'm doing something brand new, something unheard of. It's important to, listen, here's a special note. It's important to remember new means new. Say it with me. New means new. That's something that, was, that has not been there before. Something the world and the church has never seen. Oh, you ain't never seen how big God is, how great God is. He has saved the best of himself for the last. God is stepping out of eternity into time, and he's about to have a time together with us. <laughs> Moses was in the process, let my people go, Pharaoh. And you know, I mean, it wasn't going too well. And so he went to God, he goes, you haven't done what you said you were going to do at all. Things have gotten worse instead of better. God goes, you, uh, let me paraphrase it. Moses, you're about to see what I can do. I'm just warming up here. I'm playing with these boys. Them little musicians, I'm just throwing down. A, a few things, and they think they got it all together. But you know, there came a time when they come, they go, well, I'll tell you, this is God. We can't do that. We can't replicate that. God is about to do something that the world cannot replicate. And you know why he's going to do that? Are you listening? Because all those attractions and distractions are going to fade into the, into the background because folks are going to come out in mass to see what God is doing. Oh, God, can God put on a show? Can God not just tell? Can God show? Oh, that was weak. I'm just going to take it by faith, brother. I mean, you say so. You seem a little excited about it. I saw a couple of thin pieces of, you know, drops of spit fly. You pounded the thing. Notice I didn't pound it hard enough to knock my paper off. Somebody says, why don't you use a tablet? Imagine if the tablet fell off on the floor. All the technological people go, oh, my God, who gave him the machinery? He's ruining everything. The Voice Bible says, watch closely. I am preparing something new. Oh, Habakkuk got up. He goes, I'm going to stand on my watch. I'm going to position myself. I'm going to get up early in the morning and I'm looking for God. I'm waiting on God. I want to hear what God says now. He says to my complaint, because he was complaining, you know. Have you ever been in the complaining pile? And, you know, God sometimes will overlook it if you're honest hearted. You just really want to know. And the only way you're used to expressing yourself is saying, God. Why this? Why that? But he said, he said, I'm, I'm stationing myself on my watch. You know, a Christian ought to get up every morning. I'm looking for God. I mean, first thing in the morning, you know, he's the first one I greet. He's the first one I meet. And I'm looking to what he's going to say to me. I'm looking to see what he's going to say to me. Because when God says a thing, you see it. He said, I don't need any more information. I want the revelation. I need to have the application to this. And I'll tell you, this is right lately burning in me. God just simply said, he goes, you need to write this down and make it plain. I'm going to be a make it plain man. It has to be plain for me. you got to keep it simple for me. I'm gonna, I just want a God who is God. 
I believe you, God. I mean, I believe you from Genesis all the way through Revelation. I don't got to understand everything. But I want you to know I'm a believer and I'm looking to see the same God. The one who stepped out in nothing and made something and made everything of it. I'm looking for the same God that can call a people out of slavery, out of bondage. Doesn't matter how powerful the governments of the world is. I'm not looking to the government. I'm in the kingdom of God and his government will have no end. Oh, I could stay a while and go all the way through. Amen. I remember this old preacher one time. I got a tape of it. And he started out. He said, let me tell you, I wonder, do you know him? He said, he... <laughs> and he went through every book of the Bible, man. By the time he got to Revelation, I'm going, Oh, I want to know that one. Because he's the same God in this book. The same God that recorded his word to us. There's a work in the world. His word seed in your good soil, in your heart, will result in a work in your world. Watch closely, I'm preparing something new it is happening now even as I speak oh things happen when God speaks they they don't hesitate he said he would watch over his word to perform it don't be fooled that you don't see anything with your natural eyes you got to look beyond what's going on in the world look to the word because pretty soon the word seed is going to be a world harvest Oh, seed us today, God. Change us. May you find good ground. May you find rich soil ready. Ready, God. Ready for what you want to do. Even as I speak and you're about to see it. Message Bible says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. It's tempting, isn't it? Well, I saw the house in the former times. I saw the house when we had this and we had them. And I don't know, you know, where have all the flowers gone? Long time ago. The new, people, the new ones are going, what? You had to have lived during the flower children. <laughs> Years, amen. <laughs> Well, it used to be. No, don't say the old is better without, for, without being willing to taste the new. Because I'm convinced of this. If there ever was two chapters that ever applied to this day and this time and this house, I'm the broader house of the, of the, uh, uh, of the uh, people of God. It's Haggai. Amen, where God says, I'm all, I need to, we need to talk about this that, you know, I, I brought you back to the land to do my thing, but you, you just got into surviving and you're just doing your own thing and, and my thing has been left undone and here's what I want you to do. I want you to hook up. I want you to connect with me. Let's start doing my thing. And uh, when they did, 
uh, you know, he said, well, from this day on, when they did, when they did, when they found the application of the revelation, you know, God will let you do your own thing. God will let you retire instead of refire. God will let you sit on the bench. God will let you just reminisce about the good old days. Oh, happy days. No. We have a choice to enter into the new thing that, that God is doing. I'm so glad that Haggai, that God, that God when they started, they, they listened. They really listened. And they heard and saw what God, and they went to work. And when they did, God got down in the middle of them again, and he spoke, and he said, what do you see right now? Not much, right? What do you see right now? Not much, right? He said, but I'm telling you, he said, the glory of this latter house is going to be greater than the former house. Now, if God says it, it's already as good as done. He's just needing somebody to believe it. And he said this, all the silver and gold is mine. He said, everything you're going to need. Because, see, they were, they, were, they were struggling. They were having a hard time. The economy was in shambles. This is a remnant that just came back into the land. It's not in my notes, but we digressed over there anyway. But, you know, uh, it's important to see what God is doing in them. Let me hurry up and finish here because, you know, I'm so glad that the Holy Ghost said through Pastor Sandy that we needed to make time. We don't want too much, but we don't want too little. Isn't that right? Well, you know, don't bread come with that? I mean, you got my salad, we had the appetizer, there's the main deal, but don't bread come with it? And you know, I, I, I ordered onions. Where's my onions? Some people are not that hungry, but some of us are. It's a wonderful thing that God orchestrates the process here for us. He orchestrates the process. He arranges all the circumstances and he orders the steps. He moves lives around so that his purposes can be established. He positions us on the brink of a new season. And, and under him we are fully prepared, we are enlarged, we are expanded in our capacities, enlarged in our capacities of willingness. We are expanded in our capabilities to obey him. But then he gives us the choice to step up and to step in or to step down and to step back. You know, we choose to believe, don't we? We choose to enter in, to join him in the new thing that he's bringing. One more scripture and then we'll be. Can you take a little bit more scripture? Well, there goes our paper, but it's all right. I'll pick it up in a second. Um, <clears throat> Philippians, the fourth chapter, says this. I admit, and this is going to be in the 12th verse, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Is this enough? 
Is this all there is? Is this all that God has? He says, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all that is of the past as, and that's a connecting word there, The only way to forget all of the past is that I must fasten my heart to the future instead. I cannot do both. I can't have the old and receive the new. But I can choose to fasten my heart. And what is I fastening my heart to? I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize following one path with one passion. Oh, church, there's a harvest field. You know, Jesus is asking today where we started from. We're right back around to there. Are you willing to taste the new wine that he brings? You know, there's an offer and there's an option and an opportunity of God's new. God's new for each and every one of us. New life, forgiveness and freedom, purpose and meaning, fulfillment true life joy and satisfaction I want to extend the invitation to you today both near and far come as you are and experience the change the new that God has for you and the new that God can do he starts with each and every one of us on the inside before it's ever on the outside if you're here uh, today I want every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going to pray a simple prayer. I want to invite you that are out there uh, to join us today. If you're ready, are you ready to taste the new? Are you ready to receive what God is doing and watch what he brings? I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Jesus, I accept you. Make me new inside and out. Forgive me and free me right now. Be my Lord, and I thank you for it. Amen. If you're in the house or you're out there and you prayed that prayer, I want to congratulate you. That's the one thing, a heartfelt, sincere, authentic, genuine prayer that means it as best I know how. And let God do the rest. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.